0: Healthlock can help you. Healthlock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have Healthlock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, Healthlock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit healthlock.com today. That's healthlock.com today.
1: A grim one more thing. It's one more thing.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: One more thing. Generally, this podcast is more lighthearted than the regular show is on the Armstrong and Getty show, but there's a story we're following that is uh, somewhat time-sensitive that we should talk about. So yesterday, Russia, on purpose or accidentally, bombed a theater in Mariupol that had, I think, 1,500 people hiding in it as a shelter.
0: 1,200, 1,500, depends what account you read, right?
1: And there's no idea yet how many were killed. Partially because there are no services left in that city to, like, go look. I mean, there's not. So uh, executive producer and Hanson and I were just having this discussion about how in other towns where they still have the services. And I don't mean to come off as like a cynical jackass here, but sometimes I see these streets that are just rubble. And here's a, you know, here's an apartment building that was bombed. And you got a bunch of people there with brooms sweeping up glass and stuff like that. And I think, what are you doing? I mean, what are you You're going to sweep up that glass and pick it up with a dust thing and pour it into a what so you can what? I mean, you're surrounded by rubble and there are more bombs falling around you. Is that just like an effort to be doing something or, or give some indication that we're not completely civilization isn't completely gone. Right. You're just
0: cleaning up best you can. I think it's as simple as that, trying to bring back some sense of order.
1: So let me read you this. I came across this, and it's pretty powerful. Uh, It's from uh, a dispatch from Ukraine by a journalist named Christopher Miller. In a window of... This is from Mariupol, which is surrounded right now, as will be evident in this story. In a window of six days this month... This mom buried both of her sons side by side in the plots that had been reserved for her and the boy's father. The roses piled atop one of the graves had barely wilted before she put the other son in the ground on Tuesday. There are now two Associated Press journalists left that represent the last known international media in the besieged city of Mariupol. Talking the other day about how long is there even media coverage of this sort of stuff. There are two left at this point. Um, airstrikes and shells have hit the maternity hospital, the fire department, homes, churches, schools. For the estimated hundreds of thousands who remain, there's quite simply nowhere to go. Food is running out. The Russians have stopped humanitarian attempts to bring any in. Electricity is almost entirely gone. Water is sparse, with residents melting snow to drink. Some parents have decided to leave their newborns at the hospital, giving them a chance at life in a place... Where at least there's some electricity and water. You don't even go and get your newborn because you think they got a better chance not coming home, which is probably wow. true. People are burning scraps of furniture to, in makeshift grills to warm their hands in the freezing cold and cooking what little food there is left. The grills themselves are built with one thing that is in plentiful supply bricks and shards of metal scattered in the streets from destroyed buildings. They got plenty of that. Death is everywhere. Local officials have tallied more than 2,500 deaths in the siege, but many bodies can't be counted because of the endless shelling. Getting back to the theater idea of there's nobody to go dig out to try to figure out how many people died in there.
0: Well, just regular folks. And by the way, there is a headline just out that they think the bomb shelter held and that those people are going to be okay. But who knows?
1: They have told families to leave their dead outside in the street because it's too dangerous to hold funerals. Man, that is some caveman living right there. Some people in your family die. You just leave them out in the street. It's too dangerous to try to gather for a funeral. Um, You've probably seen the videos. Well, Zelensky's video included it yesterday of the mass graves where they're just putting people in plastic bags and taking them to a big hole and throwing them all in together just to try to stop disease from rampaging throughout the city while you try to survive.
0: Right. Right. Just unbelievable
1: unimaginable for, you know, Western society sorts of towns that looked like Omaha three weeks ago and now are just piles of rocks.
0: So the the update from that theater um, from Lviv, uh, the news is breaking. But um, according to the former Donetsk region head, Sergei Taruta, in a Facebook post Thursday after an awful night of not knowing, we finally have good news from Mariupol. On the morning of the 22nd day of the war, the bomb shelter of the theater was able to hold. The rubble is beginning to be cleared. People are coming out alive. It was not clear whether all those sheltered in the theater had survived. Ukrainian officials said 1,200 women and children were sheltering in the building when it was hit on Wednesday.
1: That's obviously good. As many people survived as possible. But where do they go from that bomb shelter with everything being bombed as we were just reading? All right. What a horrible, horrible situation.
0: They might get uh, rescued just to be bombed again.
1: You know, not to get into the discussion of why we care more about this than when it happens in Syria or some godforsaken town in Africa. But I never thought a city that looks like this, this sort of thing would happen in my lifetime. Where a city that looks like downtown city in the United States is just reduced to rubble and people are starving and dying of dehydration and the world is watching it on tv and what are you gonna do which is literally true i'm not trying to be sarcastic what are you gonna do what are the options but i didn't think that would ever happen i didn't think i'd ever see anything like this no
0: no another war in europe no absolutely not uh not not like this but uh, here we are history as they say has a habit of repeating itself and uh Those of you who have seen the black and white pictures from WW2 and thought you missed something. Well, here you go.
1: British intelligence is saying that Russians are now using older, less precise weapons. Not sure if it's because they're running out of the precise weapons or if it's because they just don't care. We're not trying to be precise.
0: Well, I think an aspect of it, and we talked to uh, Mike Lyons about this earlier, is that your precise weapons are generally going to be wielded more locally and the Russian troops are not into this at all. They are not fighting. They don't want to fight. They're not. To, they have no will. They have no discipline, and so they're having to go with launching bombs from miles and miles away and just wiping out sectors of the city with dumb bombs. Plus, the Russian air force isn't nearly what people thought it was.
1: Yeah, I think there's. I think there's going to be a lot more to learn about that over the years. I don't know if we have, like, um, scrambled their computers or communication or something that's made it more difficult for them to to do the things they thought they were going to do. I know the cyber stuff, whether it's, you know, hackers out there like Anonymous or our own best people that work for U.S. military, have done a good job of keeping the big cyber attack from happening Mm -hmm. somehow. We probably won't find out about this for quite some time to come, but... It ain't doing anything right now with stopping the giant bombs from just landing on apartment complexes and burying people in rock. God, what a horrible story. So
0: just for the record, folks, uh, I announced I left the studio announcing I had to go relieve myself before the podcast. And I came back and this plan had been uh, formed to uh, go with the most miserable, horrific story on Earth. <laughs> I had lighthearted uh, uh, jocularity. Plays on words, uh, song, dance. I had a dance ready. It was going to be lovely.
1: Back to the misery. What's your best guess on how long this lasts? Like just throwing out a number.
0: I I don't have the slightest idea. I mean, Uh, a week or 25 years.
1: Yeah, I don't think I do either. I don't even have a guess. Oh, no. I could
0: could spin you out a scenario, you know, briefly, uh, uh, describing how this is over more or less in a week, and and one that's 25 years and several that are, you know, well, somewhere on that timeline. And each one would be equally convincing. And I would be equally convinced of each one. I don't have the slightest idea.
1: Putin dying either at his own hand or someone else's or deciding to make up a victory and pull out obviously could end it relatively quickly. Outside of those, though, I think it could grind on for a ridiculously long time.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And if you think the invasion is expensive in blood and treasure, try an occupation.
1: Of course, how many people are going to be left to occupy? You've had three million people leave the country already. The U.N. estimates are between five and ten million over time. It's a country of 40 million people. So I guess if 10 million people leave, you still got 30 million people there.
0: You certainly might have 20 million angry men with weapons.
1: Right. Ooh. And what sort of hellscape does that look like two years from now, where it's just Russia trying to occupy a country of angry young men armed by the rest of the world? That's like straight out of your dystopian movies right there.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. And there's no way, no way Putin can survive that. It would just be too awful.
1: No. There's no good ending. Guys, I'm fascinated by two things. One, that Putin didn't know his military was this bad he was obviously lied to i i'm assuming Mm -hmm. and the
0: other thing is do you think his military is just going to turn on him i'm fascinated by that clip on cnn that we talked about on the show today where that guy said we're going to go get him
1: yeah it can happen you know when the russia when the soviet union fell apart all those tanks came to arrest yeltsin and and keep the protesters at bay and keep the soviet union going and he ended up going out and dancing on the tanks with the tank drivers dancing next to him because they joined his side. It can't happen.
0: You know, uh, we got this note from a guy who's in intelligence services for a long time, and and maybe we'll share a bunch of it with you on the next Armstrong and Getty show. But one thing uh, he says is we should not be – because he gives all sorts of examples in the previous very long paragraph. Then he says, we should not be surprised by what we're seeing in Ukraine as the Russian military is being exposed for what it really is. We have tons of evidence that should have led us to believe that this is what would happen to the Russians if their opponents had the resolve and ability to fight, which brings me back to my original point, evidence – Um Oh, his original point was that uh, he doesn't think Putin is a crazy man willing to uh, to destroy the world, and he thinks that's just a bluff and we need to call Putin on it, mm-hmm. uh, just to summarize it briefly. But he goes into all sorts of detail about uh, their supposed uh, air force and their fighters and how their fighters aren't very good. They've built very few of them, and they can barely maintain them. Tiny numbers of inferior planes poorly maintained. And he said we've known this but uh, but you know the mainstream media didn't get hip to it apparently and neither did I for that matter.
1: Flown by pilots that don't want to be involved in the war. Yeah, it's a tough situation to be in. Well, we thought the Soviet Union was very very strong. We we thought they were our equal, equal or better. And then they completely collapsed because they were so hollowed out. We didn't know that our best intelligence services didn't know that? The Soviet Union, I don't think they knew it themselves. They just Maybe we're seeing that again.
0: That's the nature of central planning. Always, always, always.
1: Well, I guess that's it.